You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 202. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we have for you a live coaching session, a recording of a live coaching session. So some of you may know over on my Instagram, Biceps After Babies, if you're not following yet, I sometimes do free coaching Fridays where I'll get on and coach one of you through something that you're currently struggling with. And what you really start to see as you watch somebody get coached is one, the value of coaching, the value of listening to somebody else get coached, and the value of the style of coaching that I provide, which is very different from the coaching that you'll see most people provide. And so we typically do this free coaching Friday every every once in a while. And we did one recently that was super powerful. And the amount of feedback that I've gotten from women who have listened to this coaching conversation has been extraordinary. So many women have seen themselves in Shelly. And what I helped Shelly to uncover in her self-sabotage and why it's manifesting has resonated with a lot of women. So let me just kind of highlight Shelly's question and then we'll dive into the coaching conversation. So Shelly came uh, onto Free Coaching Friday asking about her things that she thought she had fixed, like behaviors that she thought she had fixed and um, that they started to rear their head again. And specifically, she talks about how um, she has found herself eating cereal even when she knows it doesn't align with her goals or it doesn't fit into you know her goals that she's trying to accomplish right now. And she's kind of like looking at herself being like, why do, why do I do that? Why do I eat this cereal even though it's not aligning with my goals? And so the coaching conversation that ensues after that is really a good one because it's not actually about the cereal. In fact, when I was talking to my team about what should, what should we title this podcast episode, one of my team members said, uh, we should title it, it's not about the cereal. <laughs> it's not about the cereal. And that's what a lot of coaches will do is they will um, focus on the behaviors. And then so they say, okay, oh, so you're snacking on cereal. So how can we change your environment? How can we change, you know, let's get the cereal out of the house. Let's um, figure out, you know, how we can keep that cereal away from you. Let's, you know, make a chart about, about cereal. And they'll focus really in on the behaviors and the actions on the cereal. And what you'll notice very quickly in my coaching is that we, we don't really focus on the cereal because the cereal is not the problem. What is causing that like eating of the cereal, what is causing that self-sabotage is deeper than that. And that's what I help Shelly get to the root of. And I want you to listen really closely because you may see elements of yourself in, in Shelly as you listen to me coach her through this experience. So let's dive in to that coaching conversation with Shelly. 
Hello, and welcome to Free Coaching Friday. So glad that you are here. Um, we're going to be welcoming on Shelly here shortly, um, and she has a question about self-sabotage. And I selected her question because this is something that so many of us struggle with, and um, it really is a human quality that we... Um, sometimes know things and we don't actually do them. And so that's where coaching can be really beneficial and really powerful. Welcome to all you guys who are hopping on live. Um, hey, if you're listening to the replay, drop me a hashtag replay uh, at the in the comments. That always helps me to know that people are, who's watching this after the fact. Um, but so today we're gonna be doing some coaching. And that coaching is the application of knowledge in areas that we aren't applying it. And this is all of us. We all do this where we know something, but we don't actually do it. Um, and sometimes we know that we're not applying it. Sometimes we're very consciously aware. And many times we are not consciously aware. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about all or nothing thinking. And then we don't realize that we're doing it in our own journey and having an outside source to be able to point those out, to be able to turn on the lights, to be able to point things out that we haven't seen ourselves. It is really incredibly powerful. And so that's, what is going, that's what you're going to be able to be seeing as I'm going to, we're going to hopefully get Kelly on so that, or Shelly on so I can coach her, but that's what you'll start seeing in, in coaching. And even as you listen to Shelly and you start to hear the questions that I ask her, I really encourage you guys to start asking yourself some of those same questions, because like I said, self-sabotage is happening for all of us. And a lot of times we're not even aware of it, or even if we are aware of it, we aren't aware of what is causing it. And until we get to the root cause of the self-sabotage, we're never going to be able to fix it. And um, so that's what I'm going to do here with Shelly. Good to see you. Okay. Shelly, tell me what your question is. Okay. So just so you know, my background, I did biceps after babies. I mean, yeah, we did it in September of 2020. Okay. And I loved it, found success, did the workout program, the and build build your own workouts and stuff, mm-hmm. started lifting weights. And my my weight is back up to where I started originally, but it doesn't bother me because I feel like I have muscle. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned a lot. I eat more protein. Um, I hope family does. I just I feel like there's so many good gains there. The one thing I keep on doing is the self self-sabotage of mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, I just, I love, well, I love baked goods, but I also, if I try to keep that out of my house, so what's left is cereal. <laughs> and so I just, even just yesterday, I had planned to have just a, a protein snack of cottage cheese. And then when I went to leave the kitchen, I was like, oh, but I still want cereal. Mm-hmm. And I still had a bowl of cereal. So even though as I'm pouring it myself, I'm like, okay, I know I sh- don't need this. I know it's not going to help me, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's been like, I mean, it's been a long time. I, I probably didn't do that for like a year, but I'm mm-hmm. back doing it again. Okay. And Good. just trying to get past Good. that. Okay. So first of all, let me know if you guys are listening, if you can relate to Shelly, because I can, <laughs> I know that like, don't really need the bowl of cereal want the bowl of cereal. It doesn't fit into my macros. It's not going to get me closer to my goals, but dang it, I'm going to have it anyway, even though I know it doesn't align with my long-term goals. So yeah, I'm like right there with you, Shelly. This is, this is something that is, a, a, like I said before, I really want to like destigmatize this idea of self-sabotage as being something that's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. And like you said, you've had a lot of um, growth in the last 
you know, a couple of years and right. you can start to notice how you are further along on the journey than maybe you were in the past. And you're, you're starting to think about this a little bit more rationally. I heard it in the way that you described all of the, <laughs> the, the um, results that you've had in the last little while. So that, that's awesome. One of the things that I want to um, remind you and everybody who's listening is that when we start to do this work in, with self-sabotage and with our beliefs and with where this is coming from and how we're holding ourselves back, um, I want you to remember that this is an onion. Okay. So a lot of times people come to me and they're like, fix me, Amber. Let's like have one coaching session and let's like mm-hmm. have it all be fixed. <laughs> and right. Wouldn't that be so nice if we could just like fix it all like, all like that. But what <clears throat> I remind clients of is that you are peeling an onion. Okay. And so you're going to peel layers off. <clears throat> you're going to have aha moments. And I heard a lot of those in, as you were talking about the last couple of years, you're going to peel some of those things off and you're, you're going to get rid of them. And you're going to kind of open up this like new part of this onion. But for most of us, there's lots of layers. And right. so even though you've, you've made progress and you've pulled off some of those layers in the past, there's still more. And, um, <clears throat> or fortunately, however you would like to look at that, that is life. Mm-hmm. Uh, life. We never get, we never finish. We never finish growing. We never finish understanding ourselves more. We never finish evolving. And that's can be discouraging, or we can look at it as like an amazing, beautiful thing. And and this is just your next mountain to climb and your next hill to climb. And there's going to be lessons here that are going to be super helpful for you. So let's go. So one of the things that I want to offer for you and for everybody who's listening is that one of the first things that we can do in order to start to break down self-sabotage and start to get to the root of it is to figure out how it manifests for us. Self-sabotage can manifest in different ways. And so this is one example of a way that self-sabotage manifests to you. You gave me a very specific example, which is awesome. This is really helpful. And for anybody who's listening, it will be helpful for you as well to get as specific as Shelly did of trying to figure out, hey, how does self-sabotage manifest for me? What do I do that I know holds me back? And it may be very similar to Shelly. It may be completely different. But when we can start to pinpoint those moments of self-sabotage, we're so much closer to be able to be able to work through it. So really good job of giving me a, a very specific <laughs> moment. Okay, so let's go to that specific moment. Can you walk me through your thought process? What was going on in your brain as you were sitting, as you were like, I ate my cheese or whatever it was yeah because she's the cereal's still up there yeah i want it <laughs> probably shouldn't have it <laughs> but i'm gonna eat it anyway like walk me through what else was going through your mind uh let's see for for me also if no one's home i'm more likely to do it okay so it's kind of a i don't know i'm sneaking it kind of mm-hmm. uh so if my kids are home or if my husband's home mm-hmm. i don't ever do that <laughs> interesting but if someone's there i do uh, and it's, I've noticed too, if I, I also, I mean, I love, I love sweet stuff, but if I have a piece of chocolate instead, that actually works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Just like one d- piece of dark chocolate, like mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm good, which is what I usually do if my family's home, but then okay. my family's not home. I just am like, Hmm, I can sneak it kind of. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is different when somebody's home? Like, what are you telling yourself that's different when someone's home than when they're not? When you're going uh, through this decision-making process, I feel like they'll judge me. Mm. Or so are or are not. you? Or not like be like, well, mom, you're doing that, so maybe I should do that, and mm-hmm. I don't want them to start. <laughs> so it's like, like an it. example. Yeah, I'm not being an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So are you doing this for yourself or for other people? Uh, doing this as in eating healthier? The, or? Whatever goals that you have set for yourself, mm-hmm. are those goals for you or are they for other people? They're for me. I, I, I Eating cereal like that I could just, did yesterday, mm-hmm. it made my stomach hurt because mm-hmm. uh, I was just too full. And then mm-hmm. I still eat normal, normal meals because... Uh, I don't know. I want to get my protein in. I want to look like I'm not like, you know, if I go sit down to eat, eat dinner with my family and I'm already full and I don't eat normal, they'll be like, what's going on, mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So then what is different about when somebody else sees you make a choice that maybe doesn't align with your goals? What is different about that? Uh, I'm not being accountable, I guess, to myself when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing mm-hmm. allowing it to happen and say I pretend like it's not. Whereas mm-hmm. if someone else is there, they're seeing it. Yeah. And so yeah. So much of us, so many of us um, have more integrity with other people mm-hmm. than we have with ourselves. And so one of the things that I'm gonna offer you that's gonna be something to practice okay. is self-integrity. Okay. Okay. And you have, what's beautiful is you have a model to utilize because you are integral with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. You told me right. that it's like, right. I, I, I keep the integrity with other people. I just don't keep my promises or I'm not integral to myself. Mm-hmm. And if this really is about you and this is your goal, and it really doesn't matter what anybody thinks, feels, or believes about your goal, then really the only pe- person who you are accountable is to yourself. True. Yeah. And so when we can get to that place of where it really is, like, it's just interesting to me. And I, and I think I, as you're talking about this, I, and I'm speaking now to everybody who's listening, I want you to start to think about that question that I asked Shelly is like, who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for yourself? Or are you doing it for other people? Because a lot of us think that we're doing it for ourselves, but we are more integral to other people for some reason and not integral to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that there's a little bit of a disconnect there of saying that this is for me, but who I care about seeing it or, or, you know, thinking things about me or judging me or other people. And if we cared as much about ourselves to our, our ourselves and being integral to ourselves, then we, we could see a big shift in things. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about it that way. Cause like, I've always, I've always done stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. sneak and treat here and there when no one can see me. Mm-hmm affects them it mm-hmm. affects me mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of sense and and inherent in that is is likely a belief that um that that impacts other people more than it impacts you and you would rather you'd rather other people be impacted less than you it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a martyr syndrome mm-hmm. where it's like um uh, it's okay for me to break integrity myself. It's okay for me to like do something that I know that I shouldn't do if it just impacts me, but if it impacts somebody else, well, now mm-hmm. it's not okay. And essentially what you're saying is that the impact on them is more important than the impact on you. Okay. Okay. So then how do I, how do I do that? <laughs> okay. Well, so first of all, we've already done a lot. Okay. And this is, this is what's amazing with coaching is that this was always there. Mm-hmm. You just weren't aware of it. 
Great. You, you weren't aware that you were like putting other people's thoughts and feelings and beliefs and like you were putting more value on that than on yourself. And so just, I always use the analogy, um, like if you're in a dark room mm-hmm. and there's cockroaches in the room that you cannot see them because it's dark, flipping on the light and seeing the cockroaches now allows you to like, oh my gosh, cockroaches are there. Right. <laughs> like that. I'm going to be able to get rid of that. But as long as we're walking around in dark rooms, we don't see the cockroaches that are there. So what we just did is we helped to flip on a light. And even just bringing awareness to this is going to start you to start to look for it uh, in your daily life. Of This is one manifestation of a way that you put others' needs before your own. Okay. Or others' comfort before your own. Okay. And now you're aware of that. And we can start to look for it because I guarantee this is not the only manifestation of it. Okay. There are probably other areas where you do the same thing and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we start to uncover like where this is coming from and what we can start to work on. <laughs> so we've identified that, but now how do we start to shift it? That's always the question. Right. What do I, what do I do, Amber? <laughs> what, what do I do? <laughs> um, and so now we can start to identify what is it if, if, if we've uncovered that part of you, again, others needs, feelings, thoughts, judgments, above your own thoughts, feelings, judgments, mm-hmm. what, what do you want to get to the point to? If that's currently where you are, what, how do you want to shift that thinking or feeling or how you think about those situations? Well, in the past, I wanted to get to like, like when I was doing good with not snacking on cereal in that way, um, mm-hmm. I, my goal is to just have it for, have cereal for breakfast. Like, not for breakfast, but with my breakfast. Yeah. And a serving. And, and it was really, it worked out really well that I was like, that was good. I enjoyed it. It was enough. And mm-hmm. I, could, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I've regressed. And so, um, with thinking now that I want to be more, uh, have more integrity for myself, mm-hmm. or what do I want for me today? Do I want mm-hmm. stomach ache? Mm-hmm. Do I want to feel too full when I sit down for dinner mm-hmm. with my family? Um, you know, what? Yeah, what, what do I want more? The instant gratification of the taste of it being good or the, I don't know, the comfort food that it is mm-hmm. versus feeling. Mm-hmm. Good. On a scale, this is a question that you guys can all, who are listening, can all ask yourself this question. On a scale of zero to ten, and if you're in, if you're listening, and you, I would love it if you guys would comment um, your answer to this question. But Shelly, on a scale of zero to ten, um, ten being, uh, I have so on a scale of ten, how much trust do you have with yourself? Ten being, whenever I tell myself something, I always do it, no matter what, come hell or high water. A zero being, I tell myself something and I never ever do it. I don't ever follow through. On a scale of zero to 10, how much trust do you have with your developed with yourself? Just like in general in life. In general in life. Okay. Yep. Um, I, I've been a procrastinator in the past. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to say I'm always a procrastinator, but. So you I have tr- a tendency to procrastinate. Tendency to procrastinate, yes. Uh, probably a seven or eight. I feel like I, I, you know, I love to exercise. I like to have uh, consistency in my life that is I like consistency okay just in my personality good uh, so yeah like a seven or eight 
Okay, cool. So for whatever, you know, Shelly gave me a seven to eight. You guys are putting some in the, in the comments. Um, for whatever number you gave yourself, the goal is going to be to slowly start to increase that over time. What, we'll, what we tend to want to happen because we are humans is we want to jump from a seven to an eight to a 10 or from a five to a 10 or from a three to a 10. And we want to like have a hundred percent integrity with ourselves. And then we get frustrated with ourselves when we don't have that hundred percent integrity. And so Shelly, we're working on you building trust with yourself and you building integrity with yourself. And this is just like any other relationship, whether it's children or a spouse or whatever is like, how do you build trust with your spouse or your kids? Uh, you do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And you do it over again, right? It's like little, it's like little times where it's like, you say you're going to show up at a certain time and you do, um, you say you're going to pick your kids up at a certain time and you do like, it's like that trust is built like small little moments Mm -hmm. over time, over time is the important part. It's not just like you just do one thing and all of a sudden you have trust with that person. And so I want you to think about this trust that you're building with yourself very similarly is that we are at a seven or eight. Let's see if we can move you to an eight or nine, not necessarily a 10. Okay. Because otherwise we start to get really frustrated with ourselves and we tend to regress when we, when we do that. And so now the question is, is what do I need to do moving forward to move my trust in myself from a seven or eight to maybe an eight or a nine and specifically thinking about the context that you gave me around, you know, hiding food or eating things when people are, when people are not there, mm-hmm. um, what, what would need to happen in order for you to move up on that scale? I would probably need to just think about it in that way of, uh, what am I doing for me today in this mm-hmm. What am I doing for me today? Am I, am I eating? Mm-hmm. What am I choosing to do? Okay. I what, that to do. what are my goals already? Mm-hmm. How is this going to benefit me? Yeah. What is a mantra that you can utilize that will reinforce the idea that your thoughts and feelings and opinions of yourself are the most important thing, more important than what your kids think about you or your spouse or anybody else. You bring up emotion. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, I have never really thought about uh, not having integrity for myself. Mm-hmm. So maybe something along those lines of, um, Uh, I can have integrity for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why can you have integrity for yourself? Because if I do it for everybody else, why not, right? <laughs> why not? But what else? Um, to achieve my goal. Yeah. What else? It's deeper than that. Because uh, I'm worth it? Yeah. How does it feel to say that? I wasn't thinking I was going to cry. It brings up emotion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And emotion is a guidepost. It's good when emotion comes up because it it guides us to where there's stuff that we can address. Yeah. So it's very, very common um, for us to prioritize other people's wants, needs, desires, opinions above our own. 
because on some level we don't think that we're as important as they are. Mm-hmm. We're not as worth it as they are. And so when we can start to reinforce that, that, yeah, you can have integrity with yourself yeah, because your opinion of yourself is more important than anybody else's opinion because you're worth it. That's yeah. True. And that's really big. So we started with, you know, talking about uh, eating cereal <laughs> and we ended on this idea of um, I'm worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I think about myself and what I decide to do, even in secret, is the most important thing because that matters more than any, any anybody else's opinions. Right. Of me. So right. good. So that's, that's going to be my challenge to you okay. is we think oftentimes we think it's like, I don't want to eat the cereal. So then I'm just going to like tell myself I'm not going to eat the cereal. I'm going to remind myself of my goals. I'm going to like, just, ah, I can do it. Like, and, and that's, that tends to be our default of like how we work through this stuff. But what you did here, Shelly, of opening up and recognizing that, hey, there's something a little bit deeper here. This is going to, what, like now that we've brought this to the surface, now we can start to recognize that when we go to eat cereal, it's not about cereal. Right. Right. It's not about the cereal. Nope. It, it's about what we're telling ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and um, how worthy we think we are and whose opinions are most important to us. And so that's what you can start to think about. Okay. Okay. In those moments. Yeah. Is how, like what I think about myself is the most important. I am worthy. I am enough. Right. I can do this for me mm-hmm. and nobody else. One thing that I heard you say that I, I really want to point out because I think it's going to be really beneficial for you and for everybody who is listening is you had mentioned before that previously you had built that food that you enjoyed mm-hmm. into your plan. Right. Right. You had built it in so that you, it was like eating cereal was not you getting off plan or falling off the wagon. It like was built into your plan. Mm-hmm. And for everybody listening, that is such a smart way to go about this is that all of us have those foods that we feel like we have to like, oh, I can't have it in the house. Oh, I got to get rid of it. Oh, if I just, if I eat one of them, I eat all of them. And we think the solution is to get it out of the house, not have it, like not have it here. Like, white knuckle it just fit stronger have more willpower like all of those things we think that is the solution but really a lot of times it is building that into your plan so that you do get to enjoy it and you don't have to tell yourself no and that you like it's part of it's part of your plan for success Mm -hmm. and so I want like is that something that you're currently doing because I heard you say that you were doing that are you still doing that where you build in cereal into your day uh some days okay I, I still do, uh, like if I, I, on days that I don't, I'm more likely to snack on cereal later. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like I always need it in the morning. Like in the morning, I'm like, I want mm-hmm. to eat and I don't feel like eating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like the habit of eating it in the afternoon is when it sounds good the most. Yeah. So have you consider building it into your afternoon um I have I haven't really thought of that Mm -mm. so that's also a really good thing to to try because this that's when you want it right so let's lean into that and say hey this is when I want it I'm gonna actually plan around it so that I can actually eat it and enjoy it and what I think you will find Shelly is exactly what you found when you used to eat in the morning is like when you gave yourself that permission to eat it in the morning, you're like, now it's like, oh, I don't really want it. Like, right. Yeah. It doesn't hold the allure, the shininess of yeah. when we tell ourselves we can't have it. So, um, you know, build it into your afternoon, have that be a part of your afternoon routine, mm-hmm. have my bowl of cereal, enjoy it, 
and, and see how like you progress with that. Anytime we put something off limits, it always makes our brain want it more. And so the less limits that we can have, um, in terms of like saying, I can't have that, the more we're going to be able to actually stay in our rational brain and be able to make a decision of, do I really want that rather than this, like, um, like, uh, not prefrontal cortex, but like the lower part of our brain being like very emotional and very like, mm-hmm. oh, I want it now. And, and I don't really rationally think through that decision. Okay. And I guess okay. with you saying that made me think of this, I guess if it fits in my, in my meal plan in the morning, what isn't it fit in the afternoon? Exactly. Yeah. And here, like, okay. So that, that's like, it's like 101. Here's like 102. It's also okay if you go over your macros. Yeah. Right. So sometimes we get so locked into, and I call, and I call this the macro dieter identity where it's like, we get so locked into, I have to hit my macros. If I don't hit my macros, then I have like done it wrong and I'm not going to get results. And so then what we do is we eat 120 grams of cereal and we go over 120 calories or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and now it's like, Oh, I'm never going to get results. Right. You went over 120 calories what is standing between you and results is 120 calories or 300 calories, like every once in a while, like you're, you're not see, you're not seeing the forest from the trees. Right. And so getting into this idea of like, sometimes giving yourself permission to go over your, your macros is the best thing that you can do in your, in your journey. Mm-hmm. It's like, I ate that bowl of cereal and I went over 300 or 400 calories mm-hmm. and I don't have to beat myself up or think that I did it wrong or think that now I'm not going to be able to get results and we can move forward from that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. What is your takeaways from this conversation? I want to hear from you what you're, what you're taking away. Um, well, first of all, the whole thing about integrity. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just going to do some thought about that. Big. Big. (laughs) Um, also I think just, I, I got back into wanting to eat more cereal. So Mm -hmm. why not just, like you said, put it in my day. Mm-hmm. So I, and like previously I just got to the point where I didn't really want it that much anymore. It was mm-hmm. like, not that big of a deal mm-hmm. instead of, cause I, I think it's the mindset of, I can't have it. I wanted it worse. Whereas it was in my day. Some days I didn't even eat it. Yeah. Not a big deal. So if I put it back into, it's like a priority almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then it might just kind of filter off. Mm-hmm. And it might not, and that's okay. Either way, yeah, it like, might not. I might just eat every day for the rest of my life, and it's you fine. Might just, you might just love cereal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that, that's just a part of, like, your happiness for the day, and mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. All right. Shelly, thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you. Like, I, there are a lot of people who are listening to this who are going to absolutely 110% be able to relate, and that... Um, have gotten a lot from, from our conversation together. So thank you so much. And if you are listening, whether you're listening to the replay or you're listening here live, just like I asked Shelly her takeaway, I would love for you to comment your takeaway because the beautiful thing about listening to a coaching conversation is that Shelly is walking away with a lot of clarity and a lot of next steps. And the clarity that you got or the takeaway that you got completely different. Like you could have taken something completely different away from this conversation. That's going to be really applicable to you and to your journey. Um, so that's one of the reasons I love group coaching is because we can facilitate this conversation between Shelly and I, and all of you guys are going to be able to benefit with the things that we talked about. Um, that's going to be unique to your journey. So that's amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you for being here.
So I'm curious, did you see yourself at all in Shelly? And did the questions that I asked Shelly, did you ask yourself some of those questions? And maybe in doing that, you discovered something that you didn't even know was there. And that is the power of real transformational coaching. And that's what my clients inside of Macros 101 get to look forward to. We just started our spring round of Macros 101 this week, and I am so excited to coach those clients and really help them to figure out what's been keeping them stuck and how they can take action towards their goals in the future. If you missed this round of Macros 101, we open doors twice a year. The next chance to join will be in the fall. So if you want to get to the front of the list and be the first to know when we open doors, you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist to put yourself on the list. I hope that this episode was valuable to you. If it was, will you do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your stories, uh, on your Facebook, shoot it over to a friend. And the best way that you can say thank you to a content creator is to share their free content. So thanks for being here. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.